make a player a little bit more complete or at least understanding what they're good at so that they can make their approach better um, is one of those things that I think when you get to college and stuff like that that you really got to work on if you want to be a good hitter. Because mm-hmm. uh, in high school, I mean, you, you can just say, all right, I'm sitting fastball and, you know, I'll swing at any fastball over the plate and it's you know, 78 miles an hour in baseball. If you want more power, better vision, and a bulletproof mindset, then I would like to welcome you to CG Plus, Complete Games Online Player Development Center. Now, baseball and softball players of all ages and skill levels can access a multimedia experience providing education and instruction on your personal mobile platform. Rob Cruz has put together an online video portal, a remote hitting program, as well as a series of online hitting courses boasting a curriculum that features pitch recognition strategies, power, video analysis, mental skills, and then some. For more info, log on to www.cg.plus. That's www.cg.plus to find out how you can complete your game today. Welcome to the Transcending Sport Podcast with Rob Cruz, an audio experience bringing you interviews, conversations, and more from some of the most intriguing personalities in the sports world. And now, your host, Rob Cruz. What's up, everybody? It's Transcending Sport. I'm your host, Rob Cruz. My guest is Casey Roche. He is the Senior Business Development Manager for Diamond Kinetics. Casey, welcome to the show. Rob, what's up, my dude? Glad to finally be on. You've been asking me to do this for two years, and I guess my <laughs> agent finally said, you know, we can do it. So here we are. Yeah, I know. You had to get dropped by Nike and everybody else right first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I we're good. downtime now. That's good. Um, so, look, um, I want to get into some stuff. I want to talk about, you know, you really you like when i have somebody on my podcast for the first time i always try to introduce the person to my audience so they can get an idea of you know who you are and connect with you a little bit you know your 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 background how you got into baseball um how you got into your your current profession so let's start you know wherever you want to start uh let's start with like how you got into baseball your your baseball background all right cool so i'll kind of skip a little bit ahead um so I played at the University of Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, played there four years. I pitched and I hit. Uh, played indie ball a little bit. But, you know, when you hit 180 in any league, they they tend to just release you. Um, <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. So got released. Um, then I had to get a real job. So at that point, man, like, I hated baseball because no one let me play anymore. Mm-hmm. So... I, I worked for Under Armour for a little bit, and then uh, I worked for uh, this trivia company. I was selling trivia to bars all over uh, the Midwest. And then uh, over four years ago, I got hooked up with Diamond Kinetics. Um, the founders were based out of Pittsburgh. Um, the one founder it was a professor at University of Pittsburgh. I never took that class, but mm-hmm. anyways, it worked out. Um, so I've been there over four years now, and that kind of got me back into the game in a obsessive way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you know, we talk all the time about hitting and pitching and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. 
it's been a really cool ride. It's been really cool to see technology grow over the last four years because mm-hmm. it wasn't as prevalent as it is now in the game, especially at the amateur level. Yeah. So that's kind of the the quick and dirty um, how I got involved with these guys, and you know, it's been a four years, so it's been a, it's been a fun little ride. That's great. So being with Diamond Kinetics, and, and I, I have a lot of respect for your grind, your hustle, your grind is like, whew. and Thanks, m- most of the people who are affiliated or who are clients or who have been exposed to Diamond Kinetics technology, there's no way you do not know who Casey Roche is <laughs> because he's <laughs> he's all over the country um, and he's doing a great job with just getting, just getting, helping the game grow in the area of understanding metrics. So yeah. talk to me a little bit about Diamond Kinetics uh, corporate culture and how you guys come up with uh, metrics, what's important, accuracy, quality of the of the brand. Yeah, so when you talk about the grind, uh, I remember my first year, um, I was like, oh, nice, I got like, job, I got like a salary and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I bought a new car. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up a year later and I got 55,000 miles on that car. Uh, <laughs> and then I look at my airline stuff and I flew like 45,000 miles. So that first year when nobody really knew about us, we were out there hustling and grinding and you know, getting colleges on board, getting people like you on board and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the company goes, you know, we're, we're a baseball softball company um you know that that's what we do that's what we care about that's what we're passionate about and every decision that we make um as far as what goes into the product or something we release we we ask ourselves you know is this is this going to be good for baseball players softball players and coaches um you know put the put the business side of things aside put the margin stuff aside if we can't answer that question with a yes, it's going to help these players, then we don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we do the best we can to, to provide um, players and coaches with information that's going to be valuable, easy to understand, and going to help them, you know, reach whatever level that they're trying to reach, whether it's, you know, making the high school team or, you know, playing more innings in Little League, whatever it is. Um we do our best to do that and there's there's a lot of behind the scenes work that that goes into this because it's really complicated stuff you know i can't just say hey i want this metric and then boom you know they come up with it the next day (laughs) Uh, so there's a there's a lot of people you know we we have engineers who probably never you know picked up a baseball bat until they got to diamond kinetics and they're taking a thousand swings a week now testing things out so that's been pretty cool wow that's cool so Right now, it seems like in the tech world, and I want to go into some some dynamics of the technology world, but I want to ask you, since you, you're hands-on with the product, I learned a lot about the product. I learned a lot about metrics and, and the importance of metrics with mechanics from you. Um, and I, I want to find out from you, like what are your, if you had to, if you could only have two metrics for measuring the bat. First of all, let's talk about that. So. Just so people understand, some people ask me the question, what's the difference between Diamond Kinetics and Rapsodo? <laughs> so, and, and I'm, la- I'm laughing, but you know, that that's that's the question that people ask because I don't think people really understand 
why that question you go ahead and answer it <laughs> well you know the the difference is we do everything pre-contact yes um and they're doing stuff post-contact so if you have access to both it's it's an awesome marriage because you mm-hmm. get to compare pre and post-contact stuff right um you know the, the one of the differences is a couple thousand dollars you know our, our thing's a hundred bucks right um and you can carry it around with you, bring it in the backyard and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to have both is awesome. And, you know, I love using both together. Mm-hmm. And I think it tells the, the complete story of, of the swing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, with Pac-Man, we talked about this, like, you don't want to have players go into information overload. So there, there is such a thing as providing too much information uh, to a player. So with all the stuff you know simplifying it and to, to get the most that you can get out of it for the player I think is super important um, and I think we do a good job of that and I think Rep Service does a good job of that too right so in a quick nutshell if I have somebody on this podcast oh let me let me do my two metrics if I had to choose well before you go to this ad, I wanted to set the stage because some people may not even know what what Diamond Kinetics is and what products you make um, oh, right. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to do that first, and then I'm then I'll have you go into your two favorite, met- your two, your two, your three go-to metrics. I got you. Okay. Um, so we make a sensor that goes in the knob of the bat. Um, it's gonna tell you on our mobile app how fast you're swinging, how long you're in the zone, how much you're casting your hand, um, are you accelerating the bat quickly, uh, stuff like that. And then we also make a ball for baseball and softball. That does uh, miles per hour, spin rate, spin axis or spin direction, uh, time to plate, extension, uh, all that cool stuff. So we provide really high level metrics and useful metrics for individual players and teams um, at a price that's not insane. Mm-hmm. That's how I sum it up. Got it. So now, now we know. Now people who didn't know, now you know. That that's actually out there, and I'm sure you probably they, they, some people have probably seen these things when they go places, but they probably didn't understand. So what I would like to do, if you could, give us if you could only have three metrics on a swing tracker that yeah. summed up everything you needed to know and kept it simple for the average dad who you know who, who is gonna, who's going to go to Dick Sporting Goods and get a bat for his son whose son's 12, you know. What I, I wanted to start getting some metrics. I want to try to start tracking his, tracking his growth, um, his development, and his improvement. What are the three metrics I need to be concerned with? Okay, so I'm gonna go with bat speed as number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just a believer that the first thing a, a player should do at a youth level is learn how to move athletically. Um, because you know you take a lot of these kids who are seven, eight years old. It's pretty tough to teach a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old, you know, who use our product too, like elite swing mechanics. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to let them kind of just be athletic and move the bat fast um, and stuff like that. The second one I like is uh, approach angle. So that's are you swinging up, down, uh, completely level? It's measured in degrees and at what angle? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important so that you can keep the barrel of the bat in the way of the ball. Uh, for as long as possible, the incoming pitch. Uh, the third one, man, 
I, I got to go 3A and 3B for this. Uh, <laughs> distance in the zone. Distance uh, in the zone. I think it's a super important one. And then uh, acceleration is, is going to be 3B, which is how quickly you get up to full pass speed. So, like, you're stepping on the gas. How fast are you going? 0 60. Now, this is my 3 slash 4. I got you. I got Now, let me ask you a question about 3A. Um, so that should, should our distance in the zone be longer or should it be shorter? Then does it matter? Does pitch location matter with that or? Um, I, you know, you want it to be longer, mm-hmm. um, and because you want to be, you want your margin to error to be, you know, pretty good so that you can be off with your timing a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and still have your barrel in the way of the ball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's going to be athletes who are not incredibly gifted with elite barrel speed and elite acceleration and all that sort of stuff but if the barrel or bat is in the way of the incoming pitch for a really long time I'd say they have a really good chance to hit the ball um, and Rob people ask me this all the time how do you how do you increase exit speed how do you increase exit speed I mean the answer is hit the ball on the barrel of the bat that's what that's what increases exit speed the most Squaring it up, um, squaring it up. Squaring it up, man. Yeah. And, and I don't think that gets talked enough about. Uh, enough about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can have crazy bat speed. If you never you never barrel the ball, what good is it? Right, I like that. So so there, there are some metrics that kind of need to be accompanied by skill. <laughs> S- yeah, skill, yeah. Skill you know, and barrel control. A quality, a quality, oh. of, quality of contact. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, all the tech that's out there, they're tools, man. Like, you know, there's the tools in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to accompany, you know, a good swing with, with good metrics, with, with good vision, uh, good depth perception, uh, confidence at the plate, an approach at the plate. Uh, all that stuff goes into it. You know, hitting hitting's really hard. And it's, it's complicated, too. You know, but it's also really simple at the same time, which makes it, you know, even weirder and, and why you don't see um, that many players, you know, reach the big leagues. It's, it's really, really tough. It's tough to get to that pinnacle. So, yeah. so now we got all this really cool technology and it's, I think MLB, Major League Baseball has pretty much set the tone for what youth sports does on the baseball and on the softball side for the most part it seems because yeah. we're, we're, we're interested in, in kind of knowing or having proof of what we think we know so okay like I know that this player is this and here's my proof with, with, with an actual number on it right and what do you find when you go to different places whether it's a, a youth organization a minor league organization or Heck, heck, a World Series baseball team. Um, what do you find are the biggest swing flaws that Diamond Kinetics is really helping coaching staffs and players alike to really pinpoint and address major major issues? And, 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 does, and does it vary? Maybe it varies from youth to, yeah. to, to, to the big leagues, but are there any? What, what are the common ones, and what are the differences at the different levels? Yeah, you, you definitely see um, you see different swing flaws more often at different levels. Um, uh-huh. 
So for like youth players, like U12 players, you see a lot of hand cast. Mm-hmm. Um, that which we measure, which is cool. Um, you get into high school and stuff, you see a lot of uh, approach angle issues where people are either swinging way too much down or way too much up, you know, not, not matching the plane of the pitch that's coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, a lot of that is, is our, our habits that are tough to, to correct. And for the player, a lot of those things are tough to see. And even for the coach, they're tough to see. You know, you and I have talked about it, like the what we show in 3D you can you can easier see what's going on with the player because yeah. um, it slows it down a lot and I don't care how fast or good your eyes are I mean it's, it's hard to swing it to see a swing <laughs> um, right. so that's useful with that stuff um, when you get into college and stuff like that it's a little bit more in depth um, and it, it kind of because those college players I mean they all have different facets of elite swings I mean they're, they're pretty darn good um, so usually it's the combination of some of the metrics or it's a zone that they're weak at, which we just came out with this thing called swing fingerprint. It gives you like a hot and cold zone for each, each contact point inside, outside, mm-hmm. gives you contact depth too, which is cool. Um, so honing in on that sort of stuff to make a player a little bit more complete or at least understanding what they're good at so that they can make their approach better. Um, is one of those things that I think when you get to college and stuff like that that you really got to work on if you want to be a good hitter. Because mm-hmm. uh, in high school, I mean, you, you can just say, all right, I'm sitting fastball and, you know, I'll swing at any fastball over the plate and it's, you know, 78 miles an hour in baseball or, you know, 55 miles an hour in softball and you'll, you'll hit it pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're facing 70 in softball or, or 93 in, in baseball, you can't, you can't just sit fastball anywhere in the zone. Um, you got to be a little bit more pinpointed on uh, on what's coming in, so you have a better chance to barrel it up. So let me ask you about the swing fingerprint. Um, you, you mentioned that it gives you a, a heat map, a hot and cold map, um, so that you're able to tell, I guess, from a batch of swings. Yeah. What what parts of the zone that hitter is really efficient? But you, yeah. I, I, I heard you mention it does it. It does it in depth. You mentioned depth. Yep. So yeah. I, obviously it does it horizontally. It, it gives you the graph uh, vertically as well, but it also gives you depth. Most people don't talk about contact depth. Talk to us about contact depth and why you included that in the swing fingerprint and how, how just how important that is. Yeah. So you know you can actually look at every contact point you you took or you swung at um, when you're looking at a session mm-hmm. or historical sessions and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, it's funny, I just got off the phone with a guy who's a former big leaguer and we were talking about contact depth and what he was saying is he, he went down and played um, in New Orleans, AAA, and it was just so muggy down there, the ball didn't carry. So he kind of changed his approach to, all right, I'm gonna hit everything the other way and he went through a really bad spell of hitting and he realized that he was making contact way too deep on everything mm-hmm. for the and outside for the outside pitch yeah okay. like too okay. deep on the outside pitch okay. and 
he his uh, his barrel angle was uh, he wasn't like getting out in front on the inside pitch either because he was setting up to hit this everything oppo too deep. So he was getting tied up inside, and he wasn't getting any good ball flight on the outside pitches. Um, so that's the kind of stuff you can see because it actually shows the angle of your barrel too. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, which you know, if if you look at all your contact points on the inside, and the barrel of your bat is pointed to right field, you're not going to get optimal ball flight. So, in a really easy way to you know evaluate that is you take you know 100 swings, which isn't that many. Um, and you can look at your barrel direction on all these different contact points, and it should kind of, you know, match up to the field that you're, you're trying to hit to, um, right, right. which is a, a great way to just say, like, oh, man, I'm getting tied up. Why am I getting tied up? Am I tied up because um, I'm late on everything, um, or is my barrel late on everything, uh, which I think there's a, there's a big difference there. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. So... We got this. So now the big leagues. How, how are, are are major league teams using this? Are major league organizations using this technology the same way, or are they using it differently? Um, they're using it in a lot of the same ways our colleges are using it. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are in like find out mode, I guess, where mm-hmm. they're just trying to figure things out. Um, so you know, we we do stuff with uh, I can't name the teams, but uh, we do stuff with a lot of major league teams, organizations, international scouting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they use it for player evaluation. Um, they use it for teaching stuff and things like that. You know, they obviously don't tell us you know what they're doing and what they get out of it. You know, that information is is private, and we uh, we we do not really talk about like what they use because you know they're our customers and so sorry about that <laughs> i got you i'll say so now let's go ahead and go let's talk about um you, you sell a product and, and this is this is where it gets this is the most this is probably the most important thing that i want to talk to you about um out of our entire conversation you you and, and it's the reason why i'm a diamond kinetics client and i will always be love it <laughs> How do you make, how do you help teams, whether it's uh, travel ball, youth sports, college sports, how do you help teams figure out how to make the technology fit? Because the biggest problem that I'm finding with most of the colleges that I talk to is I don't have the time. Um, I, I can't seem to be able to get the technology to work within my practice I'm organizing my practice but the technology is, dis- is distracting my my practices my coaches are overloaded with and inundated with too much data they have to go home and break down and they just don't have the mental energy to do it properly um, what are some of the things that Donnie Kinetics has done to make it um, an easier a simpler transition for coaches and just Probably, probably mostly assistant coaches, <laughs> and maybe grad, right. grad assistants and managers and stuff, to be able to grasp um, the most effective ways to implement it, where it doesn't become a distraction, it doesn't become a, a, a chore that um, that that are just, that are pretty much 
causing people to not want to use it. Right. So if you asked me that four years ago, I would have not been able to give you a good answer um, when we first started. And we, we quickly realized that we had to make some of those changes to, to do the things that you're talking about. Um, and we, we made all these changes through talking to coaches like you, talking to college coaches, to coaches, you know, everyone in our company has been to a practice, um, has seen BP, has done all that stuff, you know, multiple times a year. Um, and that's, you know, the engineers, the customer service team, everybody. So we have come out with a couple of different things over the last, I don't know, year or so. Uh, the first one and probably the best thing is, is what's called disconnected mode. So if you have a player, if you have a sensor for every player, you can just throw the sensor on their bat, not connect to any device. They can just go hit in practice, like any normal practice. There's just a sensor on the knob of the bat and they can upload the information later um, at home or you can bulk transfer everything in like two clicks of a button, which is I know how you do it, I think. Um, That's the best way to do it because like you said, you you want the information, but you cannot slow down practice. Um, You know, especially in college where there's limits on how long you can practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, So using it in disconnected mode where they just go and hit and you upload all the information later and you have all the data is the best way to do it um and then with the bulk transfer stuff too it's it's super easy we have one coach that his hitters just throw all their sensors in a shoe box he shakes it up to turn them on and then he bulk transfers everything uh in his office and he's got everything um we got a couple other tools too that we came out with maybe a year ago where you can export all the data into excel sheets which i like to look at excel sheets when i look at data um and that's been really helpful to just, you know, give a quick glance over, um, see who's increasing, decreasing, and all that kind of stuff. That's good stuff. And I, I, for me, that feature is has been the really go-to feature for me because you don't have time, well, at least I don't, <laughs> to, right. to, to, to work everything through Bluetooth. It just takes too much time, and it's just way too slow it slows me down when I'm working with groups but just right. having that ability thing too, man, yeah. you, you probably remember this we used to have to do a mandatory load position for every player I remember that um, yeah you had to lay the bat down pick it up wait five seconds um, you know you don't have to do that anymore yeah, um, which is cool mm-hmm. and you know you might get the option to do it once but it saves your load mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's been a nice little thing um, which I know when we came out with that, you were psyched about that too. Yeah, I, was, I get psyched about everything. I'm, <laughs> I'm like a kid in a candy <laughs> store. <laughs> I get fired up. Uh, but yeah, I like it because you know it's funny with, with the with the new feature with the uh, the bulk transfer and being able to have multiple athletes on one device. When when my players, first of all, all my players have a spring tracker. So when they when they walk in the building or when they come in the arrive in the parking lot. Sometimes they may turn their swing tracker on, like in the parking lot or whatever, and I can see who's 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 here or not, even if they're not in the room. I'm like, okay, yeah. they pop their, their yeah. swing tracker name pops up, and I'm like, okay, she's here now. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I'll tell you a funny story. When I 
when I first started, um, eh, maybe it was maybe it was a little bit after, maybe a year into it, I pulled up to a facility and I had like I don't know, like 50 sensors in my trunk of my car, and I hit this huge speed bump before, and it turned all the sensors on. And when I went into the facility, I went to connect to one of them, and I had 50 sensors open. None of them were named. I had to literally drive my car 100 feet away so that I could connect to one. <laughs> yeah, that that can happen too. That can happen. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. So name your name your sensors. You can rename them. Yeah, I always name them. I always do. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. So, and, and this shocked me when I, when when this happened. When this happened with Diamond Kinetics, I was like, "What the heck? Why do a ball? Why would Diamond Kinetics decide to do a ball?" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I'm feeling this." Casey, send yeah. me send me four. <laughs> You know, like, why, why, why ball? Well, you know, you're an easy sell, you know. I, <laughs> we'll come up with something else and, you know, I'll just send you four and sell, send you the bill. I'm not even going to ask you. Exactly. Um, but, man, I'll tell you what, it was cool because when I first started, um, they were like, yeah, we're, we're working on a, a baseball that does all this stuff. And I'm like, you're not going to be able to put something in a ball that, that is legit and does spin rate and all that stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they started making prototypes and stuff and they started messing around with it. And, you know, it took probably two years from ideation to creation to testing to uh, release. And, uh, you know, one of the, 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 biggest, the biggest hurdle in my mind was you got to make a ball that feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't. It can't feel bad. And you know, pitchers, pitchers don't want to throw something that doesn't feel like a, a real ball. So that was one of the toughest things. Um, but I think we did a pretty decent job with that, and that, that's been really cool. Uh, just because the price point and, and what you get out of it is is a really, really good value. Um, and you know this is all spin rate is the thing now and, and spin axis is, is coming up there too so mm-hmm. for a youth player to have all that kind of stuff you know at their fingertips is is pretty awesome i think yeah it is so how accurate is it because i know some people and, and has the accuracy gotten better at some point or is it is it continually getting better because i i've, I've done it like i've done a couple of baseball events. Matter of fact, I did a baseball event back in February. Shout out to Access Baseball in Long Island, New York. Um, and I had the I had my pocket radar out at the same time as the ball. And because the ball does everything in decimals, which is kind of cool, it'll, it'll, it'll say like 75.9 miles an hour, 70, 78.2, which is kind of cool. I, I was never, it was never less than one off if it wasn't totally the same. For me, right. for me, that but that was my um, my experience. But what has been the feedback yeah, so, for you guys with the accuracy of it? Yeah, so Driveline did a really cool study um, comparing, you know, our ball to Rapsodo and I, and some other things too, Pocket Radar Soccer, um, and we were we were right on par with those guys. Um, 
you know, with any radar gun and, and stuff like that, and I, and I do hear this a lot, is, you know, you're going to get a bad read every once in a while. Yep, that's true. Um, you know, I got a pocket radar. I get, I get a bad read on a pocket radar, too, and I, I think that's a great product. Um, so you're going to get a bad read every once in a while. Um, but, you know, we're, we're typically, you know, plus minus three or something like that. Um, and, you know, you, what are you comparing it to? Because I don't know what the plus minus is for, for Stalker or for Pocket Radar 2. Mm-hmm. So it's really difficult to compare um, velocity. Um, but in the, in the people who have tested our product versus other products, we've fared very well. Um, and Driveline did one. Um, Robbie Rowland did one. Uh, he's a, a pitching guy on Twitter there. Um, and, you know, we're working on uh, doing some of our own studies and stuff like that because it it's super important for us to be as accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, on the spin rate side, in my experience, we've been right on the money with, with the higher end stuff. Um, spin access has been solid too. So, you know, we're, we're pretty good and we're always trying to get better to be the best. I mean, we're not, we're not sitting around saying like, all right, we're, we're pretty good. You know, we're plus minus this, you know, we don't kind of look at it like that. We want to get to the point where every single pitch is, is right on the money. Um, and we're, we're really close to that, by the way. I don't want to downplay it, but I also want to. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree. I mean, I, like I said, I, I just did an event in February and I was, I was like, holy smokes. Speaking of the event in February, I noticed something that I had, had not noticed before. I noticed I saw a gyro spin. Yeah. Can you, can you explain that's what, like what bullet, that's like a, that's like bullet spin. Bullet spin. Um, because I've, I've, I've heard terminology, I've heard terminology of with, with certain pitching gurus talking about um, useful spin and unuseful spin and, right. and talking about gyro spin. Can you elaborate a little bit for us? Yeah, so, so gyro spin, um, you don't really want gyro spin. Um, the right. ball's not going to move that much. Right. Um, so, you know, you might want to change your axis a little bit. Because I've seen pictures of really high spin, but it's gyro spin, and it, it doesn't move really at all. Um, and that's where you can play around with different axis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you'll see it break more, uh, which is, like, that's the coolest thing about the ball is you get to, you get to things out you can try a different grip and see if it added spin rate or added movement or uh stuff like that and you get to see the feedback in in literally one pitch or in one second um so that's that's the coolest thing about the ball in my opinion is the instant feedback uh, but yeah you don't want gyro spin those balls aren't moving <laughs> so gyro spin would be like a, a quarterback throwing a football or yep, a, bu- exactly. a bullet coming out of a gun or something like that. Then. Yep. Like it's yep. not it's not going to have any break. It's not going to be any break. Right. Okay. I got you. Yeah. All right. Cool. So um, anything new in the pipeline that we should be expecting that you could actually, could actually talk about or that you can hint at? Come on. Give us something. Oh, man. <laughs> um, you know, I think we're going to expand um, on this swing fingerprint thing. Um, that's been... To me, that's that's cool because it's visual. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think players learn 
really well when they're they're looking at a visual. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're probably going to expand on some of that stuff, add some some wrinkles in there, add some different reports in there, and stuff like that. Um, but you know, we feel like we're pro- our product's in a good place right now. Um, we're probably going to do some stuff with with movement on the pitching side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd like to get into some pitch design sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. We're, we're constantly, constantly working on new stuff. Um, and at the same time, you know, supporting all the customers and, and making sure everything's working really well. So, you know, we're, we're always going to be coming out with new stuff and try to be on the forefront of things and, you know, make sure that it's useful stuff too. We don't want to come out with something that people are like, yeah, I'll use it once or whatever. Okay. Sounds good, man. So, um, I'm good. I mean, that was that was you answered everything I had on my on my paper. Anything anything else on your mind that you want to um, kind of get out there and talk about a little bit? Um, regards to hitting or. Dude, so tell me what you're doing with um, remote training, because uh, you know this time that we're in right now, you know <laughs> that's all you can do. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm curious, how how are you using Diamond Kinetics with remote, with remote training and? Oh, you know, good. That's a good question. That's a good question. So what I've been doing, um, the, the, the players that I, I'm i actually working with remotely right now, I have two different remote programs. One is a basic program, and the other one I'm calling the pro program. So the basic program is for people who don't have any, any technology and are not interested in using any technology. And by the way, I hadn't had anybody sign up for that one. They all signed up for the pro, and then when they, <laughs> and then when they do... Um, I just call. I just get in touch with you guys, and you guys have been great. You guys have been shipping out the sensors to the guy, to people. Somebody got theirs like two days later. I thought it was gonna be like three days, and they got theirs like two days. I was like, "You got it already?" She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty good." Yeah, man. So she got her. She got her sensor, and then what I'll do is I, I give them. Um, if it's a player that's I, I don't see weekly, but a player that's like one of my regional athletes or one of my national athletes. Um, they have to, I give them like a temp, like a protocol sheet of what they have to give me. So they have to give me 50 swings in particular spots, depending depending upon who the athlete is, right? 50 or so swings in particular spots with the swing tracker on and either front toss, hopefully it's front toss, or if not, if they can only do T, then it, then it could be T, right? And then I take all those metrics that I get and then I figure out what are the what are the what are the what are the uh, areas that I really need to focus on? By the way, I also need about four or five sw- uh, videos from specific angles that I like to be able to see yeah. what that's looking like. And then yeah. I do a quick video analysis, and then I from that that from that information in the protocol, I come up with a program for the week. And okay. I say, okay, this is what you're going to do on Monday. This is what you're going to do on two or day one, or this is what you're going to do on day two, day three, day four day five and in between those times if they have to get if they want to find me and, and kind of get in touch with me i will do a five or ten minute zoom and kind of just kind of stalk them a little bit and see what see what's going on in the live in the live situation but it's it's, it's cool because like you get to you know it's, it's, it's the same thing except now i'm giving them little goal i'm giving them little workouts that are either swing related or it could be um, a mobility issue and I'm, I'm giving them the corrective yeah. exercises for some mobility stuff with the TPI stuff. So it's it's a really detailed program, but it's not 
and nothing against people who just zoom for 30 minutes and they just babysit a kid for 30 minutes nothing against though that but that's just not how i wanted to do it so i, I kind of because i've been doing remote since <laughs> for a while now so it's not like right. i just started doing it um post um you know post covid post covid 19 but it's it's um it's something that i've put a lot of thought into and how I thought the best way for me to do it was with the particular types of athletes that I work with, which is usually the, 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 uh, the very, very aggressive, passionate, workaholic type of kids. The average kid yeah. isn't going to want to do remote. The, 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 the kid who's not a worker, like COVID-19 is going to all of a sudden make you become a worker. The people who, right. the people who were workers before the virus are workers even more so now. The people who weren't workers right. before the virus, they're not going to all of a sudden say, oh, I think I want to work hard now. <laughs> this is not going to happen. So uh, I didn't even advertise it, but the workers got in touch with me immediately. Can we go remote? Like, you know, so I didn't, I honestly did not even put out a post yet um, yeah. because everybody's been, well, the people who I knew were going to get in touch, got in touch and, and they're actually doing it. So. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of the format. Um, and again, I, I have different variations of the format because everybody has different needs. And also everybody has different circumstances. So, so I have people that have full-fledged cages in their house and I have people that yeah, maybe, maybe wow. only have, maybe they can get to the field and I have people that maybe they can't get to the field. Then I have people who just pretty much have a tee. So we're, 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 we're doing tee. We're doing some weight, weighted bat training, some heavy ball training. So I'm giving them the drills I have. Oh, by the way, all my drills are already shot on video already. So I just dropped the I just dropped the narrated video of the drill that fits the issue, and it could be two or three drills. It could be you know it's it's really you know unique to the to the athlete, but it's been keeping me it's been keeping me busy because I miss my kids, man, and it's been keeping me in touch with them right. too, you know. And we just kind of stay connected, and um, so they can they can maintain what they've maintained and you know get some feedback along the way. So yeah, no doubt. So let me ask you this question then. You brought up new features and stuff like that. What is there a feature that you'd like to see us come out with? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I mean I, to be honest, you know, for the swing tracker, I think I think I think it is a complete um everything that I'm getting from it and, and, and I'm and I'm gonna say this. I, I consider Diamond Kinetics to be a true technology company um not everybody is a technology company first some people may be a marketing company first technology right. company second but you know I, i've always considered diamond kinetics to be a true technology company and if there was something that needed to be in the software or, and, and, and and even in or on the interface um that would be something that you guys would would, would automatically intuit Naturally, you know what I mean? Because everything that you've done so far, because the, the, the key to, to, to a good, the key to good te sports technology is the interface. Right. The simplicity of the interface is everything. How are you communicating the data to the athlete slash coach? And how are they able to navigate? You know, is it, is it, is it really kinesthetic? Do they feel like it's real? And I think that's something that you guys have always, in my opinion, been the leaders where you don't have people that have so many questions. Like people don't even call me with questions. I have people that call me with questions about 
your competitors. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah. well, did you call them? <laughs> you know, like, right. you know, like well, so. You know, you can just send them to our website. That's what I said. But, but anyway. I, I'm, I'm going to be all straight up. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll text, like, I'll, I'll send out a message through the app, through the Diamond Connects app, like, if I need help with, like, something like, something that I just, I don't know what happened. And, like, within, like, minutes, I'm like, how'd they do that? Within minutes, somebody's already getting back to me and they're like, okay, working on it. And like, in like an hour or so, it's like, already, or less, it's done. I'm like, what? So right, that's that's, the, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I need that because I don't have time to wait for your corporate hours, nine to five, Monday through Friday, for someone to get back to me two days later. I don't have time for that. I got people in front of me. Like, I got to get right. back to people. So, you know, that's well, my thing. Baseball softball is seven days a week and it's not nine to five. Exactly. Uh, don't hit me with the corporate yeah. hours. Like, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, we, we know that. Uh, <laughs> we, we set up this thing, uh, support chat thing in the app, where it sounds crazy, but when you send a message in support, every person at our company gets that message on their phone, no matter what time you send it. Wow. Um, so we got that set up and, you know, we get messages, we get messages at one o'clock in the morning and stuff. Um, <laughs> what are you and, doing you know, swinging at one in the morning? Who's swinging? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, our West Coast guy answers it or, you know, somebody's just, you know, late night hanging out and answers the question. So, you know, it's one of those things, man, when you work for, you know, a company like this and you're the same way, uh, you don't shut it off at, at five o'clock. Um, everybody here is constantly thinking about baseball and softball and diamond kinetics and how do we help the players get better. Um, it just it just doesn't shut off. You know, I'm I'm looking at swings at you know midnight sometimes, or you know I've been on the phone with you till eleven o'clock at night mm-hmm. um, because it's fun, man. That's what we love to do, and you know. It's fun that you have a job that you, you love and um, get to talk to all these coaches. And that's been so cool because I've met so many awesome coaches. It, it's so impressive. And you're at you know the top of this list, the passion that the coaches have to help these players get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you meet coaches that are volunteers and stuff like that. Uh, we're doing stuff with this group in Philadelphia, the Anderson Monarchs, nonprofit, uh, inner city kids. Every one of their kids is getting the sensor. Um, and like those coaches don't get paid. They just love it, man. And they, they want to see those kids go play college ball. And, and we got tons of cases like that. So mm-hmm. the passion's been cool. And just to be a small piece of it has been, you know, really awesome. That's great, man. So um, we're good to go here. Uh, anything you want to leave us with? How do we get in touch with Casey? How do we get in touch with Diamond Kinetics? How do I buy a sensor? Um, so you can go to diamondkinetics.com um, and right now with everything going on we're actually giving away three months of uh, free subscription for pitching or hitting wow. um, I think you can even do both so you know I think it's 10 bucks off or something like that too but you know, we're giving away free subscriptions because we want kids to hit mm-hmm. uh, we want kids to we want those workers like you're talking about to Things for free so they keep working because their seasons got canceled or whatever. So, you guys, Diamond Kinetics, and uh, you know, if you want to get in touch with me, you can reach out to the website and you know, ask for me or whatever. And if I 
Yeah. Or if you're just gonna talk hitting, I'll talk hitting all day. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> we we we've had a couple of road trips together, so Kentucky, Houston. We gotta do another road yeah. trip soon. We gotta do another road trip. <laughs> I'm missing to get back on the road, man. You know, I, I drive so much. I'm bunkering down here.